Welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives, where we explore all aspects of reality, both seen and unseen. Brought to you by mysticalwares.net and produced by cosmicreality.com. We're here, so welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives, and um, I'm joined here with Jalissa Helms and Nancy Hopkins, and so just like the, the previous episode, we're going to touch on all sorts of topics, go all over the place about recent happenings, um, so, and today we don't have any, we don't have any guests yet, we are going to kind of wrap that up in future shows, to where we, we bring in different guests and talk about different topics from the metaphysical perspective, and that includes doctors, scientists, um, us woohoos, as we jokingly call it. Um, so yeah, today we're gonna. I think Jalissa may have some notes. Nancy, maybe you have some topics you want to get into. But again, we're gonna kind of just get comfortable, get our footing with the show, and and hopefully not have any technical issues like last show, which was my problem. Um, but yeah, so welcome everybody, and I'm glad you're all here. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Nancy? I'm doing fine. Nice to hear your voice again there. And um, if she's got notes, let's go with the notes, because I'm just here for the ride today. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Um, well, here at the store, it happens often, and it's been brought up, I think, even on Shungite Reality, um, the message from Barbara. I got to hear that. That was nice. Uh, a lot of people come in here looking to Derek and they ask questions like, oh, how come I'm not more clairvoyant? How come I'm not more psychic? Uh, how come um, telepathy isn't working for me? And people get so, um, it's like they get distracted and are reaching for something outside themselves. And I'm just like, why, why do you want to be more psychic? Why do you want to be more clairvoyant? What are you trying to look at? What are you trying to see? Um, I don't, of course, I don't ever ask them that directly, but I'm just like, why? What? That's always the most important question is, why do you want to do that? So, uh, so I try to just go back into myself. And the more I know about myself, the more I'm able to connect with other people. And that's where all the other stuff comes in. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, actually. So as far as you know, it basically, so I, um, how I'm kind of, you know, looking at that is look inside yourself. Because, again, as we just I think you and Mark were talking about the last show as well, Nancy, um, look inside yourself because all the answers are there. You don't need to go outside. There's no clubs or groups that you need to join that have the, the special instructions that give you access to all this stuff. It's more about slowing down, getting in your own thoughts and feelings. And we're talking about to experience the larger metaphysical perspective or experience your reality from the metaphysical perspective. So maybe we should get into some, and I don't have definitions in front of me as far as metaphysical and all of that, but you know, think anything not perceived on the physical level. And that's just kind of a, a made up definition, but that gives you the gist of what I'm talking about when I refer to metaphysical. Um, Cause again, tying in the last show again, 90% of our universe is invisible to us from our 3d eyes um we can view or perceive part of that with our our third eye it's called so our pineal gland our psychic eye your intuition and stuff like that um to where that greater metaphysical reality will manifest in your imagination levels and by the way that's more 
air quotes here, real than the physical levels. Because physical is just an illusion anyway, and that's a whole nother topic, um, to where your imagination is actually real and your feelings. And I think everybody here listening knows that as well. So it's kind of, when people come in wanting, and, and what she's kind of alluding to is, sometimes I've been asked, well, Derek, can you spin up my third eye and make me more psychic and, and, and or affect my heart chakra or this, that, or the other, or ground me? Um, yes, those things can happen. But it's kind of like, you know, taking a, a, a toy from the person, kind of winding it up, think a little car and letting it go. Well, that's only so good for so long. So I, I kind of explain it in the office here. I like to teach you to fish rather than give you a fish. So that's when we get into the armoring, the etheric armor processes that we've talked about with the different etheric shapes and whatnot. Um, and then teaching people to actually spin up their chakras or their perceptions themselves. So, yeah, that does happen a lot in here. Um, to various degrees were there any other specific things that you and i'm talking to Jalissa right now as far as what maybe has happened the past week or so well i think a lot of people they're it we're made to be distracted it's like it's perfect opportunity so that we can't pay attention to the things that are trying to get our attention like oh all of a sudden you're getting hit in the back of the head like it's not a headache that you're feeling, but that's what most of us will think. Oh, I have a headache for some reason. What's brought on this headache? And then now you're thinking headache, and now you've given yourself a headache when really it was just a sudden occurrence of a person walking behind you or their energy. And then I don't know. Can you? No, that makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to put too much focus on that because then you're going to antagonize. It's like being upset. Well, keep focusing on that, and we all know where I'm going with this one. You're going to make yourself more upset. Well, it, you can do the inverse as well get happy, um, you know, generate those feelings and thoughts and then keep them going. So just keep, a, um, you know, the energy flowing sort of thing, and then you'll stay more into those energies. So, yeah, and actually, that's a good point that Jalissa was just met, um, mentioning as far as, because I had a, just at the end of the last show we were doing, Nancy, too, I was getting, a, you know, I was, I was muted, and I said, you know, I'm getting, feeling some energy around my head. I was getting a headache, and it was getting really strong. Um and I was wondering what that was from. So, but being in that state, you, it's best to not focus on it again, or you'll kind of add to those energies, the flow using your imagination. So again, realizing your imagination is real, you can counteract those energies or, or do it sometimes called energy work, um, you know, and or Reiki, but, but just know that you can have an effect is, is what the bigger point is here. So don't sit in the energies, thoughts, or feelings, get out of them when you can and i know that's easier said than done especially you know nowadays with so much distraction happening but definitely just make baby steps if that's the case and that can be something like a headache or just heavy energies in your environment so if you're living in a, a situation let's just say a dorm room or something where you can't really control who's living with you well then start with your own personal energy field thoughts and feelings control your own environment to the degree you can staying calm happy out of angst and stresses and then you can once you're in that state, you can then think, emanate it further into your reality, into that room and have an effect on the whole environment and others too. Yeah. And then we have to remember that like, oh, we still have to take care of this physical body. And it's like, maybe it really is. You're just a little dehydrated. Maybe it isn't, you know, mm -hmm. something I'll be aware of, but to give your into one of those things and just be like, okay, all of the above, let's give, drink some more water and also do a little energy flinging <laughs> yeah oh well, that's a perfect point because it all ties together of course there's no separation of energies so the physical part when drinking water of course that if you don't physically have that energy coming in well then you're going to experience 3d symptoms um dehydration maybe inflammation whatever which will affect you on various other ways 
which would also affect your communication to the etheric or the metaphysical levels. Because, of course, there's no separation. It's all entangled, as you can say. And Nancy, of course, anytime, because um, you're great at chiming in as far as um, on certain topics that we're talking about or, or to expand on anything that's brought up. Um, I did want to go back, though. Uh, you brought up the Band-Aid from yesterday that walked in because I was here at that time. So somebody that came in with a must have been a recent shot um, and how we tried to both like we noticed it right away at the same time. And all of a sudden at that moment of the realization of whatever it was, we saw it and sharp, sharp pain, head in, pain in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Both ears. Uh, it wasn't the same as a frequency pitch that you might hear, but it was, yeah, try not to focus too much. It's like once that awareness is there, then that energy is already, you're, you're attracting it. So mm -hmm. it's like you don't want to put too much attention into it and just be like, okay, I love you. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah, it's like seeing a song or a, a song or frequency on the radio. Don't run up and turn up the volume. No, so don't focus. Don't put energy. So in that analogy, is turn up the volume is more energy toward it. So don't. But yeah, we we perceived and that was straight up. And it's hard to differentiate between physical feelings or energy feelings, and there's really no need to separate them anyway, but we can actually feel it. And so that was experiences like tingling sensations or sharpness. Uh, and we've all felt that to one degree or another. It's just difficult to talk about because there aren't set terms for these type of feelings or interactions. Um, but they do cross over because, again, they're all combined meaning the, the feelings, the energies, the frequencies. So it wasn't a, a tinnitus-like symptom that Jalissa was talking about. It was a, a different, it had a sharper tinge to it. Um, I don't know, kind of like a, a sparking feeling, if that matters. I'm not really sure how to explain it. But yeah, just picking up those things in your environment, and then you can either choose to focus on it. In this case, again, we were talking about a, a, a recently uh, vaccined individual emanating that frequency or energy, and we perceived it. So then realizing that in your environment you can now have a choice or make a decision you can you know affect that send love or don't just perceive it armor yourself which is something i would suggest for anybody that picks up on off i'll just say off frequencies that maybe are not in alignment with themselves to etherically armor themselves that's not a bad thing that's not separating you from anybody that's just choosing to have more control of your personal environment so then those frequencies that yes they we talked a little bit about it in the past show um as far as the vaccines it does put an energy around your frequency and sometimes in the lower chakra regions where others near you or near a vaccinated person if they're energetically compromised or not you know the energy is not moving cohesively around them it can get on them and affect theirs so there's there's lots of ways of perceiving it like i'm saying so it's a difficult topic but you know be aware of your environment even even if it's just something like that um, so I, Dolly had a question, what did they feel? So I think that question might have been, well, because I had brought up what I felt. It was a very sharp feeling. Um, the only thing I can try to describe or compare it to is like a metal-y type feeling. Yeah. I had braces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I felt like I was like a radio bringing in other channels with all that metal in my mouth. And it almost had a similar feeling, but it was like high up in my head, like higher up in my ears. I don't know. May, may I just yeah. may, may I just ask a question here? When when you guys had that reaction to her, 
you must have put out some kind of uh, a response energetically. Did you see a change in the person? Um, there, there wasn't. No, so there. How do I tell you this one? So there, basically, it's a, just a customer walking around. Um, so all, and I have to watch how I put this out here. So basically, I just emanated the love frequency around them. So if there was something excess, again, I didn't choose any decisions. I wasn't yanking certain energies off of people, um, things like that. Just turning up my own personal love frequency, and we did this in the environment that can't help but have an effect on everybody there. So it's not like, you know, we turn to them all of a sudden start focusing and uh, as we jokingly call it, energy flinging at them, sending the, so it's more of a, a vague thing, just boost the love and if it's compatible for them, it'll have an effect. So yes, in this case, it had an effect. It, it slowed down what I was perceiving with my third eye as uh, non-cohesive energies, kind of like a, a, how would you call that? A, think a calm glass of water just sitting there. There's that, that surface layer, just calm, not moving. Well, it's as if, um, well, rain's happening, a bunch of disruption happening in a non-cohesive energy field. And then the colors merge a lot more. So it's sometimes when you're in that energy state, hard to focus or think, or you jump from this feeling to that feeling. Um, so that's how they all kind of merge together. So her energy, yes, got more cohesive or in alignment with her, as I like to term it. Um, so there's less disruption. Um, but yeah, yeah, so you can see difference. And, Anybody can do these things, too. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. And then I don't know if you had anything Jill said that else. So what? Yes, we talked I talked a little bit already in the last show about the, the eagle and the shark. Yeah. Um, well, I think there's a lot of people are curious about some of the th happenings at Mystical Wares. Um, did you want to bring up the blue feathers? Oh, sure. Yeah. Or should I? Yeah, or, go ahead. No, no, you bring it up because it came up with a session and then I'll. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. And then jump in. <laughs> yeah. No problem. What we're talking about here is <clears throat> here in our um, office. So uh, there's there's some metal blue, just decor. Think wall decor. And they happen to be in the form of blue feathers uh, that Jalissa had picked up some time ago and, and just have them up on the wall. Again, just as decor. Where that kind of ties in, it's a whole synchronicity thing. Meaning, so here's where it ties into the metaphysical perspective to be aware of your surroundings and be open to insight information and or energies coming from all angles so what happened was so it, this is gonna be tough because it's a lot of visualiz visualization here and um you know most people listening haven't seen our office but just think an office within mystical wares and we have windows in that office with curtains that are usually shut just for private sessions no other reason than that but the other day, I was led intuitively to go ahead and open the, the curtains to one, so people can peer in when there were no sessions going on or anything. So it's kind of an empty office, but lights on. And from that perspective, from walking around in the back portion of Mystical Wear store, you can see into the office. And on that line of sight are those blue feathers hung on the wall. Where this ties in and why we're talking about blue feathers, and I'll keep it somewhat vague to not, not waste too much time here. But there, there is um, an individual um, named Richard Bach, and I think, Nancy, maybe we've talked about him before, but he's an author. He's, a, um, a, a, again, like I like to make fun of it, a woohoo individual like me on lots of levels. We do lots of things. Um, and in one of his books, and this will probably trigger a lot of aha moments for people, but it's the Jonathan Livingston Siegel book that came, I think, probably out in the 70s. Um, when that book came out and they do reference unique 
aspects of your reality to pay attention to. And in one of these books, it was a blue feather because it's not typical or usual to see feathers. Sure, you can see feathers here and there, but think blue feather in this case, um, not that common. So if it does pop out and you ask to see that, you can pretty much guarantee that it's a tie in to whatever you were thinking or manifesting or a reference to something. So it was kind of interesting that a customer came in and it was, I don't know, moments. So it could have been more than several minutes before she arrived that I was led to open the curtains and she saw in. And then long story short, I was walking through mystical wares and she approached me and was asking and she commented on the blue feathers and kind of pointed towards the office. And it had been completely lost on me because I I'd had this information early on a long time ago, forgot about it as I do most things because it seems like I live my life in fifth gear, about 100 miles an hour. So I perceive a lot of stuff and then it passes by and I'm into the next experience. So I forgot completely about the blue feathers. Um, and then just by, and it's not chance, there's always synchronicities, of course, and no coincidence. So sitting right next to me on my bookshelf are, I don't know, seven or eight books by that same author, Richard Bach. And there's lots of books he's done. Um, and I recommend them all, by the way. So if anybody's curious about a just a larger understanding and a real interesting way of him explaining it in the various books but she had referenced the blue feather and she then had picked up on the the different energy work and modalities that i do as well and tied it all together um and again i completely forgot about that but the the really interesting part is jalissa had no idea about this and just was intuitively led to pick up those feathers and hang them in this environment where that high energy work happens. So it's, again, not a Derek thing. It's an everybody involved thing, including the environment, so that that, not just that one customer, but others as well, will pick up on the, in this case, the blue feather. But there's always other blue feathers, and that can be an item in the store or something that's said in the class or whatever. The bigger picture is to, you know, pay attention to our reality and have that view it from the metaphysical perspective that that's not just a coincidence that there happens to be a blue feather and it was not done intentionally because again in this case Jalissa had no idea about the blue feather thing I don't think she's even read the book no I'm right here yeah so <laughs> it was like yeah no it was meant for a different office too it wasn't even in oh, that's it, right. but I bought them for my space and mm-hmm. had no idea never heard of Richard Bach or seen any of those books and then now they're in here and uh, <laughs> um but no that person I think was I they must have been asking for a sign because I had never heard anything about a blue feather. And yeah, but she, yeah, she must have been asking for a sign to show her that she's on her path. And that's like one of the questions I guess you can ask is to see a blue feather because it's not as common. So, and there's her blue feathers. But I asked Derek, should we remove those? It looks like it's staged. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> like I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, so just watch for those. Those uh, again, synchronicities in our environment it doesn't have to be a blue feather. Like I said, it can be anything. But in this case, it just tied it all together. So this customer, this individual that walked in had had her aha moment or epiphany, meaning it tied in and um, synchronicities were just aligning on all fronts. So it's, you know, the whole conversation right now is just about just, again, being open to these things and, and hopefully perceiving them. On, and I don't know if you have any questions or comments on that, Nancy, at all, but the whole Richard Bach, um, and it's Richard Bach is in B-A-C-H, for those that are maybe interested, um, and I'd recommend any of his books. And go ahead. I didn't know, were you, did you have something you want to say, Nancy? Or? Well, you know, it's the button thing. I know. I would. <laughs> um, yes, I highly recommend him, too. He 
I I must have probably read him pretty much when he first put him out there, because all of a sudden they were talking about the, you know, the sea, seagull. Oh, what what with seagull? And and really, you know, but he his books just are so magical. It's an energy that comes off of them. Never mind the the messaging. Um, special special individual. I'm sure you can get, and, and, and in this case, I highly recommend that you actually get a copy of the book. I don't think it, you you get the same response off of a digital presentation. No, I agree with that. Actually, I'd get the physical book too. Like I said, I have the several of them right here next to me. Um, yeah, get the tangible one. You'll and you could probably get them really cheap because they're so old. And there was, I mean, he was a very, very successful author. So look for these discount bookstores, you know, where you get used books. And you might be able to get them very cheap. Because I don't know that they're still, well, they probably still are, but you pay through the nose of the Amazon. Yeah, his, they're still in print, but yeah, that's a good idea. You can go to halfpricebooks.com and get used ones or partially used or old library books, versions of it. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great idea. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I did just notice, um, and I'm not always able to see chat, so I just want to put that out there, but I did just notice um, a message from Dolly regarding uh, feathers and uh, have I ever encountered a, a white, tan, all-feathered snake? So no, but I might be a little confused. Um, actually, there was something, I'm not sure, I don't know what they're called, but those it, they're like little dragons or lizards that fly around in, in some movies and whatnot. But those have come up into my uh, perception a couple times over the past, I'd say, two weeks. And I haven't put that together yet. I haven't slowed down enough to take a look at it. But, Dolly, you're just now chiming in for the third time on that same image. And it's kind of like a flying snake with feathers or something. And there's another name for it that I'm just kind of working out on. Um, well, she's talking about an actual snake. And the story is is that she walked outside of her house and a snake fell on her head and slithered down her body. And even her non-metaphysical father said that had to have come completely out of the air because there was no overhang above. And um, so we were we were trying to figure out because she said it was she said no it had it was feathers it wasn't like a regular snake. Um, and we don't know of any snake, but Walt also mentioned that particular lizard, and she was adamant it was not a lizard; it was a snake. So there's something extremely symbolic in in this uh, episode she had with this very peculiar snake. Huh? Yeah, that is interesting. No, I don't have a lot of a lot of reference for that. That's interesting, though. Now, and then, uh, so listen, I don't know if there's some, I'm trying to think also here because, um, well, what maybe has happened the past couple of weeks or that we, I don't have anything. That we want to, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Cause, <laughs> well, um, no, let's talk more about stuff that happens here. Like sure. we have a lot of electronic stuff that goes down a lot, very often. It's really annoying. So bear with us if you're in the store and that the, mm -hmm. uh, radio starts messing up and it's just, yeah, signs for other people, signs for us, or things chiming in, uh, not always good, uh, <laughs> but... Um... Yeah, lots of, yeah, I can spend that a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, so what she's also talking about is like the, the radio system, the speakers, the, the point of sales, the cash registers, um, 
those type of things having issues or if it's even we're just you know plumbing in the music to play it it'll walk by the system with high anxiety or energies going and sometimes it'll pause and just straight up stop and on cue on key so it's um not just like a, a a real random thing it's it's very noticeable in this high energy environment and we're talking about mystical as the store and that's not just this environment again i want to always emphasize that but this is a highly energetic one meaning lots happening and the the people that tend to come and visit a place like this are um you know maybe we can say a little more aware or often they're energy workers to whatever level or understanding that is um and that can be um acupuncture well i had two acupuncturists yesterday a couple of reiki masters um and then uh i forget the modality name but another frequency worker so they're pretty common in this place so those individuals have usually tend to focus on their thoughts, feelings, or energy body, do what is sometimes called meditation, um, things like that. So they're charged a lot, and that can build up in here. And, and I'm not saying a bad way, but just a lot of energy. So you can get a lot done and or experience technical dramas. And it does tie into the whole Mercury retrograde as well. So when those type of energy environments, and it's not just a Mercury retrograde, but other ones, um, certain planetary alignment situations, they affect us down here, obviously, and we know that. Um, so just be, I would suggest being aware of things like that, what's going on. Yeah, like we're all energy sensitive, like we are, everyone is so sensitive, they just don't realize because they've become so distracted or they've just gotten used to whatever feeling, just like the colors we wear, clothes, a crystal we wear, you know, what people, have, when they bought it from whoever, what it's been charged with, and it's like once you start, Ah, why am I feeling this way? Looking at your surroundings, things that you're feeling, and then, oh, okay, well, um, it's because I'm wearing this today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, that's that's actually interesting because she's talking about clothing, and, and that can even be jewelry, or but also you're wearing feelings, energies, thoughts, things like that, and and actually I just grabbed a, a small crystal tower. It's called a smoky quartz one that I was gifted. Um, it's just a couple inches tall and it's been in here a couple of weeks. And uh, my daughter Olivia was in here last night and noticed it as well, uh, that it used to be completely black, uh, the crystal I'm talking about. And this has happened to other minerals and um, items in, in the office. So in high energy environments, it's lightening up. So it's actually gotten, I wish I had a photo of it to share right now, but I don't trust my phone in syncing with chat. So I'll just have to describe it. But at the top, there are um, probably dime-sized sections of this three or four-inch tall crystal that are now almost completely clear quartz now. And they were it was almost a jet black smoky quartz crystal. So working with energy's frequencies, um, it's not all invisible. So I and this isn't the only item in this office. I've had what's called Washington serpentine, another rock or mineral, actually turned from um, a really pretty light green to almost white and a, a grayish striations in it um, from the frequency being pulled out of it. So just be aware of that too. Yes, items can lend frequencies and it'll affect them physically. So straight up crystals, I've had them shoot off. And I'm not the only one that does this. Again, I always like to show, uh, state that. But crystal pendants, if I'm wearing them shooting around my chest, um, they'll shoot off of my chest, I should say. I just kind of pop off and fling themselves on the floor. And I've had countless stories of other individuals telling me the same thing or straight up crystals just cracking in their hand um, or on um, another example is on the radio show or podcast I did last night with Rose 777 
she had mentioned too that that things have changed in her environment um, physically as well. And and again, that can happen with rocks, crystals, um, different energy devices. So it's uh, just be aware of that that um, you know that frequencies can be pulled and you can recharge them. So and I don't know the exact number, and that's probably a Walt question actually. Um, the number or frequency code for um, smoky quartz, because I'd actually be curious to see if, if that's the frequency that we were pulling out of this being in this environment, because it is lightening up. And it's not that it's under bright lights in here or anything like that. It's just straight up getting uh, more clear and from the inside as well. So it's not like, again, frequency, think invisible, it passes through just about everything, but not everything. And in this quartz, um, point case it does so it's actually lightning from the inside as well not just the outside so again it's not like it's it's rubbed off the dark hue on the uh, surface or anything like that now derek let me ask you something about uh smoky quartz have you ever heard that a lot of the smoky quartz is actually heat treated to create this oh, the- same with aura quartz same with uh, lots of the crystals nowadays depending on where you buy them and who's buying them yes they're um sometimes heat treated or there's i'm gonna go some air quotes here new types of quartz called aura quartz or things like that and it's a usually a, a titanium or different metals because there's various ones that they can do it spray them on there heat them up or put them in a vacuum environment so straight up a, a glass container usually suck all the air out and then that that exchange that happens in that environment affects the crystal so yeah sometimes it makes them more blingy in the aura quartz um case or in the smoky quartz case, and this is a natural one, but there are artificial ones, and we have picked them up in Tucson, Arizona, where they're jet black. But in that case, now I need to get one in here to do an actual experiment to see if they um, if it affects the coloring in those. But it does affect the natural ones. So I don't know about the artificial yet, to be honest. Um, I just well, I it, because it would it, when when you mentioned it, I wondered if it wasn't one of the artificial ones, because mm-hmm. if you put an artificial one in a shungite environment. My suspicion is is that the shungite has such a, a similar field uh, to pyramids, and you know that you can take a, things and put things in a pyramid that go back to their natural form. Like the around some of the pyramids in Russia, they started getting plants that they hadn't seen before, and when they really studied what they were, they were the the ancient di- uh, blueprint for the original plant, not what has come through the ages and now is the plant we know is corn. No, this is the original corn, the original blueprint. And I'm just wondering if it was an artificial one, would it reprogram it to go back to its original state? Just an idea. Oh, no, that's a great idea. And yeah, we have talked about those things, and that's exactly what happens. Um, you just turns back to its original blueprint, you can call it, or its original energy body, the one that's, um, you know, built for this environment without any any modifications due to energies or frequencies or foods in the environment. We're talking about people, plants, animals, or crystals, doesn't matter. Um, they all have living energy around them. And that energy will, tra- in the right environment, in, in the case you're talking about, in a pyra- pyramidal, pyramidal, I'm not trying to say that, in that pyramid environment, and it doesn't have to be inside either, by the way, it can be in these surrounding areas to the pyramid. So when you reference the plant study, it wasn't just the plants that were sitting, let's say, if they were inside of a copper pyramid out there or any pyramid, 
Um, it's the surrounding ones too, because there's a lot of energy going on around it. the orgone energy moves and anything's going to realign uh, cohesively. I just, I wish I had a better word than that when the, you could actually get a visualization from, but it's kind of like a puzzle. Let's say there's a, a pyramid out in the forest and uh, you have a plant out there and that plant has been modified due to just its environment, just stuff that's around. Well, when it gets around the moving orgone energy and, and copper pyramids, one way of doing that, the energy signature or the aura of that plant will align to its natural state. And then the physical one will match off of that. Just like humans, every seven ish years, uh, they'll tell you your skin is regenerated. You have a whole new skin and your organs at different percentages and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's true. So why not use your imagination and feelings to heal your imaginary so energy body it's not it's not that's not real it's just in your imagination levels heal that one and then your physical body will match off of that so it's the same thing that the plants are doing around the pyramids as they grow so it's not like overnight the old and there were ferns in one of these uh, studies that were done a fern plant reverted back to think prehistoric type fern plant well it didn't happen to blink of an eye not that it can't happen that way because i'm sure anything can happen as far as i'm concerned but what it did do is that plant grew and regenerated because it was now in a, a positive environment without being mucked with with harmful frequencies and things it reverted back to its natural state which would have been again uh, that prehistoric version of itself that wasn't modified from being in um you know emf fields or satellite signals or whatever it was around so the same thing happens with people and that's what we do with shungai it just moves your energy and helps you heal yourself to whatever that is uh, and that can be physical or thoughts and feelings um, so I don't know if either one of you have anywhere you want to go off of that or <laughs> whole new topic. Well, that's what makes us sick is stuck energy, like in various spots in our body. So it's like having that constant moving energy flowing throughout our body in our environment. So Shungite is constantly moving. It doesn't stop. That's the beauty of it and what's so easy and simple. Oh, yeah, that's that's perfect, because that's how Shungite actually works with the, the free radicals and toxins and the harmful things in our internal environment as well as outside. It moves those energies, and again, you realign sort of thing. So and you don't have to eat Shungite. You can just have it on your person. Um, was there anything else that happened of consequence? Because you know me, going 100 miles an hour here every day. Well, I'm everywhere, too. With sessions, <laughs> so yeah. Um, shoot, did you have anything, Nancy? No. <laughs> no, that's okay. No problem. I'm just, I'm just listening. You know, because there are when, when I talk to Derek, I, a lot of times, you know, he'll tell me different stories that come out from, you know, the store, and and I can understand. You know, I, I think you guys need to, you know, start taking notes. Like, use your telephone. Talk into the telephone. And say, or oh, remember to think about this. You know, because it's like one story after another. You can't take some place like. You've built there. This it's, it's not just Shungite. It's it's all sorts of metaphysical tools. Last night when you were on the show with Rose 777, and we'll put the link in this show here, uh, it was a very good presentation. But she was on the website, and we should talk about the website on this show too, on the new website. Um, it's, it's, it's still mystical wares, but it's .com, not .net. Not .net is still up and running. 
but what Derek's doing is, is merging the two of them. But she was able to put up on her screen what you've got on .com. And it was so interesting. I mean, I've been on the store. I've spent a lot of time on the store. But it was so interesting to see just the list of things that you have in there, including, like, the sweet grass. You know, I mean, there's so many different... Explains, you know, why why do we burn sage? Why do we burn sweet grass? Because this is a very metaphysical, a very important metaphysical concept. That, to be honest, the first time I I saw anybody doing that, I thought they were crazy. And then I, you know, over the years understood what what that smudging is all about. And I think it's very important that people actually do go through the process of smudging. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you a little bit about it. And of course, there's lots of understandings for it. Um, but yeah, we're, so for smudging, think moving excess heavy energies, just the anxiety ones, the ones that don't feel good to us. Um, and it's actually an accumulation of electrons um, in in your environment. And then if it's in your body and we have those excess energies, well, your cells actually, and I'm going to tie it back into smudging in a moment. Uh, your cells will actually, on the physical level, become non-compatible. So they'll they'll rotate or think spin opposite of the other cells around you. And that can be caused by a toxin, a free radical, heavy metals in your physical body. And then if they're not removed or energetically affected, the cell next to it will do the same. And then the same. And then it snowball effect. And we call those things tumors in the 3D, which can sometimes go turn into what they call cancer. But it's all energy of frequency. So you can always revert it. So also, I, I don't care if it's one at the one cell state that something's spinning non-biocompatible, you can affect it then or all the way to where if they say you have the, the physical manifestation of what's termed cancer, and I'm saying it that way oddly for a reason, because it can all be affected, um, well, then do that and choose to. So and that's moving energies, which is why sage burning and things like that are so important for environments and yourself. So, excuse me, I can actually read a little bit. So on mysticalwares.com and or .net, we do have things like Palo Santo wood, white sage bundles, um, and different things, and incense that emit certain frequencies. And due to history, and I'll just kind of term it that, so many people have applied that energy or that thought process, the effect of smudging, clearing energies to that modality, that it's even boosted it. So... Every day that passes, in essence, that people continue smudging or um, thinking about that having that effect, well, via the whole quantum entanglement, um, you know, blend, it does have that effect. So you're, it's, it's moving energies. Um, and I'll let you chime in for a little bit on that. Just yeah, thank yep. you. Mm-hmm. Um, so say just, just it's used traditionally in Na- Native American cultures, a lot of different cultures. Um, so not just sage, like you said, the Palo Santo, the sweet grass. So there's history behind each one. Each scent has its own, I guess, flavor <laughs> or what it's used for. Like if it's lavender, lavender is calming, relaxing. Um, but some people come into the store and they ask, um, how, they're like, oh, I don't know if I don't know how to sage. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I'm like, even if you're if you're using it, even the thought about using it, it's going to still work. Uh, of course, having confidence behind it, like with whatever it is that you're doing, you're clearing it out, you're clearing your space. 
um, having that confidence behind it will make it stronger. But even if you don't, if you're like, oh, I'm not sure if this is working or not, the sage already knows what to do because of all the people like Derek was just saying that are using it and continue to use it. Um, it has that energy behind it for it to continue to work, but it'll last longer and be stronger with your intention behind it and that confidence um, and power behind it. So, um, did you have any more questions about that, Nancy? No, not really. Um, I just recommend that everybody sort of like at least give it a try because it works. <laughs> You know, the the dog, the the dog, you know, he wants me to smudge. The dog can feel the difference. He'll get kind of like put offish and, you know, something's not right here. And since I've learned to listen to the dog, it's like, no, this, this house needs a cleaning. And the house could be, you know, completely cleaned, but he wants that cleaning, that, that energy dispersed from the environment because animals will pick up a lot of excess energy that you know or sometimes we take their energy so uh it, it's not just doing it for you it's doing it for everybody that might be living in that space yeah absolutely and a lot of people actually forget or don't talk about sage when we do that it's also killing like 99.9 percent .9 of airborne bacteria and all sorts of other things so they're like even doing it right now with all these people worried about you know getting sick so well there's a lot of us also saging and especially in mystical wares like it's such a big place i hope you're able to come visit it one day um but that so it's cleaning out the air not only that we also have this um water fountain in here that has shungite in there i'm like just that movement of water and the shungite being in there. I'm like, we have a big giant diffuser in our store. And I'm like, so I like to uh, try to let people know when they come into the store about those other things, especially if they are concerned about, you know, getting sick. We have so much stuff working in here, but it, I mean, it's all similar, different modalities, different tools, but it's all working at um, clearing up energy, cleaning up space. Now, actually, I'm glad you mentioned actually the, the Shungite waterfall fountain, um, because it does have that moving energy and the big chunks of Shungite in there. So now Shungite water uh, particles, of course, there's a mist that comes off of it, whether you see it or not. So it's in the environment. So you have living water in this environment that's highly programmable. Um, and actually, another way, because you had mentioned uh, smudging, Nancy. So think of um, so what some religions do uh, with think holy water, what they call holy water. So they'll spread in areas that's to affect energy. So it doesn't have to be a an airborne smoke or mist or something like that. Technically, the Shungite Fountain Jalissa was talking about is a smudging energy device. It's moving energies, it's clearing them out. So uh, as long as we expand our understanding into the, again, metaphysical perspective, don't limit yourself to the, the sages, the Palo Santos or sweet grass, the various ones we've talked about, um, but water, that's a smudging tool. And it can be a well, think uh, an, just a, a spray bottle for maybe spritzing your plant leaves or something like that or, you know, spraying your clothes to get the wrinkles out because I, I don't have much time to iron myself. So I tend to grab a water bottle, spray it and shake the thing. Well, toss some shungite in there. You've now got an easy um, smudging with shungite water tool in your hand. So you can walk around and turn it on the stream if you want to spray some plants directly with it or mist to get a whole environment. So even if somebody has, let's say, 
breathing issues and their, their lungs are compromised for whatever reason. And it, it hinders them to be around those actual particles of white sage or Palo Santo or whatever in the environment. Use your water. So that's why I wanted to kind of bring in that. I think sometimes it's called holy water or whatnot that they'll spread in different areas. Well, I want to just make the point that you're talking about shungite nuggets in the water, not the powder, right? Correct. Because <laughs> you don't want to be spraying yourself with the powder. You'll end up black. Um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. The, the, the concept of, again, it's focus. These are tools. And as far as breathing it in, having shungite in the water and breathing it in, one of the most important documents that I found very early in the game was an analysis of research that they had done in, in a spa that Peter the Great had, you know, built uh, regarding the water. And they set up a, a children's little clinic. You know, I can't remember what, the, but it's a clinic. And with respiratory problems. And just putting, just being in the water, drinking the water too, but in breathing in uh, the, the mist from the humidifiers and things, they had a 100% cure of asthmatic and lung problems of ch with children in that particular facility. That's, that's pretty impressive. Have yeah, that is. That is. See, the thunder. See, guy is... Is that what that is? Okay, it, I heard something earlier, and it sounded like rain. It is. It rained. It thundered. It's been having a, a good day here. Because it's I love not, it. not too much, you know. It's just enough. Well, yeah, that thunder, of course, makes um, uh, so it moves your orgone energies, but it makes ozone as well. So actually, we actually ozone shock therapy the building on occasion as well in here. Just a um, whole modality of that. But that thunder and lightning you got going on does that too. It makes it generates living energy, so it activates the environment. Right, and um, the other thing is, is that waterfall. You know, whether or not it's got shungite or in it or, in it or not, it creates um, negative ions. Moving yeah. water like that, the negative ions, and I've got a book, The Ion Effect. It was written quite a few decades ago. But it's about this guy who was, they say one out of four people are very sensitive to ion, the composition. Because when you've got positive ions, in, in certain areas where the wind coming off of a mountain will create a lot of positive ions, they will not let people have elective surgery during that time because it's so bad for the physical body, positive ion environment. And yet, a negative ion environment is created around waterfalls, around oceans and lakes. And, you know, my suspicion is that the when Florida was first being kind of built up with people, it was all the old people. And they knew that when you went to Florida, you lived longer. Nobody knew exactly why. Maybe it's the sun, you know. But maybe it was all the negative ions that you get in a, a peninsula like we are. Well, another thing about the water fountain here, I, um, they refill it often. They're bringing in buckets of water, so it's not just old water sitting there, um, you know, being flushed through. It's, yeah, spreading pretty far and being refilled often. Um, but speaking of your thunderstorm right now, uh, when we do have, like, low clouds and storm action, it, like, is heavier in the atmosphere. So it's like that's when people start feeling more, I guess, pressurized. Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. 
So in case sometimes people will get more like, I guess, sinus, sinus issues or, you know, headaches or they just feel weighed down. Well, it's because your atmosphere is a little heavy at that moment. So that might be why you're feeling some of that. Um, but also wanted to, speaking about Florida, salt, I don't know if you even looked even more into why salt. We have this salt therapy cabin. Um, and you said something earlier about um, being injected with saline solution or you know, we use saline in our sinuses uh, to clear out any sinus issues. Uh, do you know where I'm going with that? <laughs> no, well, as far as uh, having the, the salt in, in your environment, so this, go ahead. Did, oh no, just Florida, the ocean, salt. Oh yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah. A, a more energized environment. So there's lots more you have access to in that with the, with the, uh, not just the negative ions, but the actual water molecules, bringing it back to the fountains Alyssa was talking about here at Mystical Wares, but also in Nancy's environment. So yes, there are always particles there because good luck on getting away from them, but are they, think, active? Um, are they moving? Are they charged? So terms like that. And again, you can do that not just with a, a lightning strike or storm, but your thoughts and feelings. Um, so, uh, and hopefully we don't generate thunderstorms with our thoughts and feelings. It may feel like that sometimes. Um, but yeah, energetically, we, we do have an effect. And it's just, again, charging of those electrons. So being aware of things like that, uh, uh, the reference here, Mr. Square. So the ceilings also, so there are cedar ceilings in here. So the wood cedar, um, and those are very energetic. All wood is um, energetic, but those water molecules basically are evaporating from the fountain as the, the movement happens, getting all through the environment. So again, highly charged environment, lots of living water molecules that water molecule shape, and we've talked about it before, exactly with no room for anything else, fits inside of a C60 molecule, a buckyball, fullerene, the molecule shape within shungite. So that's not lost on us either. So now you not just have a highly charged item or particle of water with love, because we have shungite in there and just, I don't know how many thousands of little wooden love hearts and just the feelings in here, but you've got that energy in a container that buckyball or shape and it lasts a lot longer so again just you know being in the right environment with the right thoughts and feelings um not just mystical wares but at home when you're driving somewhere anything like that just take charge of your environment and charge it up you know fill it with love and you'll actually feel the differences just like people do around here walking in there's a whole lot of aha moments or like wows and literally wow oh my gosh things like that as they move through the store and, and get more into the energies um, and really experience it. Do you know why salt though? Like I'm from a science Yeah, thought. well, what I can fill in on that one is why I actually recommend a lot of people for physical and energy detox, the whole salt bath. And that can be a Dead Sea salt bath, the pink Himalayan salt, um, Epsom salt, avoid the, the Morton salt that a lot of us grew up with because that's not a salt anyway. It just looks like it. But it's about the electron exchange. So everything's energy or electrons is another way of putting it. That's one form of energy. So being uh, salt actually moves electrons, gets them moving. So if you want to do your metaphysical work, your manifesting, meditations, whatever it's called to you, in a more energetically charged environment, go hug a tree get near a waterfall, get near the ocean, get in a salt bath so that that high electron exchange that's happening here in the 3D. So yes, energy from your body in that salt water is moving, giving you a more malleable, programmable environment. So what I'm basically getting at is, yeah, do your, your woohoo work, your imagining, 
your feelings, get all your ingredients in the right environment. So don't try and cook in the garage in this analogy, cook in the kitchen. So one way to do it is get a salt bath, manifest in there using your imagination with the, the containers, that, that soccer ball shape, the buckyball, and then see what you want already manifested inside, not becoming, because you don't want a perpetual energy of say healing or becoming this or that or the other, you want the end result. So that's just some suggestions on how to actually tie that in. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, Dolly, we did see your question. I think we'll have to get back to that after our little break here in a bit. But um, talk, speaking of salt, I just wanted to bring up some more things that happen at Mystical Wares. And also, um, things happen so often, so frequently, it would be it's impossible to write them all down. But we'll try to um, bring them back around when we can. Um, but salt, that people use that for um, setting boundaries. Um, clearing the space, clearing their tools with it. And I have never been called a witch so much in my life before <laughs> so I'm working here. I'm like, I've never been called that actually. Uh, oh yeah, how much, how, how censored am I on this show? Can I swear sometimes? <laughs> uh, I'm, <okay> <laughs> I'm like, I'm called a bitch a lot, but not a witch until what? here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought that was funny. Uh, we're in the organite station and making things. I had somebody come up and I was like, when, Ooh, is this where you brew up all your stuff and do your, all your witchiness? I'm like, what? I'm, I'm over here making an organized device. I don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, just a limited terminology, of course. Yeah, yeah. words, language. Um, yeah, we're limited on our language and how we're able to even speak about these things. And we're having to like play a lot of, not charades, but like try to explain things around the way without bringing in the energy of talk, speaking directly about something. So that's also um, interesting to work with <laughs> yeah no that is and there's a, a, the more you're aware the more effect you can have so actually i'll tie back into what Jalissa mentioned a moment ago as far as back to the salt and ways to use it so if, some people actually take so let's say they've cleared or smudged their home their environment their work business um, whatever it is um, often they'll take salt and maybe put it on the windowsills or the entrance of their door and things like that so it's it's not like the the salt is um it's it, how do I tell you this one? You're actually programming, of course, because that's a programmable. All crystalline substances are programmable by us, by our thoughts and feelings, not just water, but salt, anything else. You, rock candy can be programmed, believe it or not. It sounds crazy, but it can be. Um, so if you sprinkle the salt, it's actually your intention because you're intending while you're sprinkling that salt, let's say on the windowsill of your house, to not have the excess energies and you may you know even tie names to certain ones say the bad guys whatever but it's your intentions that matter so you're intending and programming those salt particles the actual crystals while you're spreading them either around your house or your entranceways um with the intention or frequency energy of what you want or don't want so that's why that can have an effect it's not like the uh we'll just say the the heavy energies out there are the ones that we perceive as negative entities can't fly past salt crystals. No, it's not the salt that's doing it. That's just the physical medium that's holding your energy or frequency, and it's emanating into the etheric levels, the invisible dimensions, um, realities, things like that, where, again, 90% of this of the greater reality, because we all think we just live in this 3D reality. No, that's just the portion of our reality we're picking up on or perceiving with our five physical senses. 
get into your etheric senses, your intuitions, your gut instincts, your different ones like that, and then you'll pick up more of your reality. So you're, we're tied all in together, use physical stuff, tie in your energies and thoughts to it, and you'll have a greater effect. And that's why I wanted to expand on that salt around your entrances and different reasons um, and ways to use it. I don't know if you had any ties into that or anything. Nancy, was there anywhere you wanted to go on any of those things we were just talking about that maybe thought? No, I thought you covered it really well. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm going to chime in every so often, so I'm going to probably annoy you, but I want to get from your perspective as well if, if uh, cause you're good at having that aha moment too and seeing it all from different angles. Well, you've been using like shungite powder, so if you're going to do a boundary thing, People are getting witchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you can use Shungite powder and do, um, and we've done that here as well. In fact, Jalissa did that not too long ago. Uh, for energies, keep the energies moving because you want your, what we perceive as a boundary, and there's, there are no boundaries, but that's another topic. Um, but your perceived boundaries, you just want that energy moving. So that can be a, a border around, again, your house or place of business or anything like that and you can spread shungite powder and you that's not the only thing you, that's a, a recipe blend it do it with something else there's something called tar water out there that people have gotten to another uh, modality there's the salts there's um different incense and herbs you can blend and long story short they're just programmable they're i'll put it this way they're energy tools to hold your energy or intentions so they all work differently, um, be it shungai powder, salts, or sages, either way. Yeah, so it's good. You know, you can use your own imagination and your intention and set your own boundary or have it armored up with whatever things that are in alignment with you, things that are not in alignment so that it can't come through to you. But I think when you also tie in something physical and doing that 50-50, that we'll have to talk again later about, I guess, um, helps, makes it stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and some of these is stuff to get too much into because I see we're getting close to the the top of the hour. We're gonna have a break, and and uh, I'm kind of some of my nicknames are the Rambler around here, <laughs> where I tend to ramble on on topics as everybody listening knows. So I got to kind of watch myself on that one. Um, so before I get too much into those topics, but yeah, just again, open up, use your, and I doesn't have to be the salts and sages. Remember we talked about waters. Ultimately, you can just sit down with your imagination and do it, think remotely, and I do it all the time. Now, again, I'm not the only one, but think, you know, um, you can call it remote viewing, but you can have an effect remotely just by thinking about the space, the environment, or the person, and have an effect using your intentions, because there's no limit to frequency. It's, uh, there, it, it will go, and there is no distance. So you can think, again, they, they throw the terms around like quantum entanglement, but we are all connected, and there is no time to get from A to B, or to Z, so if you think about somebody, so Nancy, you're in Florida, I'm up here in Washington State, but if I wanna have some energetic effect on you, well, there's not a time delay because you're maybe 3,000 miles away, it's immediate. So if we all just work from that understanding, and it's been proved scientifically for those that are, um, that you know like to reference the language of science, and it's a good language, it's a limiting one, just like all of our languages, but it does prove out in that language as well, that we're all connected. We're all one, and then we can have an effect. So it does matter, our thoughts and feelings. Um, so I'll just point that out. And then, Nancy, I'm, letting, I'm relying on you as far as the uh, when we're getting close to break. You know. 
Well, we can take a break now. Uh, I'm just going to play last week's, the same one, because it has the same messaging we all need to ha- hear. Imagine John Lennon, three minutes. Be right back. And you're back. I think. Hello, welcome back. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Dolly had a question earlier, Derek, for you about anybody coming into the store with any uh, near-death experiences. And I know that we've had quite a few of those people come in, talk to you about things. Um, did you want to? Well, now I've got to think about it's And if anything occurs, specific ones to remind me, but I'm trying to think of some of the closer ones that have happened. Um, as far as the near death, death experience, uh, well, I can go probably all day on that one. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, um, for the near death experiences or death experiences, by the way, where they've straight up just quote passed away and come back, sort of thing. Um, yeah, often when in one example, and again, leaving all names out of this, an individual that told me they had passed on actually a couple times, come back with again what we call abilities down here, um, understanding. So more of an effect. So it's kind of like they went out in their energy body, uh, accessed more layers, and then came back and made use of it. But it doesn't mean, so I'm not saying, well, you have to die or you have to near death experience to get all, not at all. That's just one of the ways some of these people lessened their, their own thoughts and feelings or limitations on being able to do that by being kind of thrust into the deep end of the pool in a situation like that. Um, or you can go full woohoo, and, and I'll kind of do this vaguely and quickly on some of the ways I turned on some of my understandings or, again, abilities, just knowing, doing it, realizing it. Uh, so for me, the psyche thing, once that had already been done, I realized it because it's kind of hard not to be um, from my perspective. So then I realized, well, it's all energy. And I just did the, the, quote, math problem in my head, realizing, well, wait, I'm aware this is something that is real, and I'm just talking about whatever ability you want to imagine in your head now, and that it can be done, and it's all energy or frequency. Well, then do it, and just don't limit yourself. And then granted, it's going to be, every person's going to have a different experience, and some will tend to fall into the energies quicker than others, but we can all do it. It's not like any of us are isolated from the available, we'll just call it etheric energies or frequencies out there. No, we've just chosen or limited our our perceptions of them so yeah when people have had near-death experiences or again straight up died and come back um they've they've told all sorts of things from their vision is turned on to to seeing into the other energies as some of us do or um hearing straight up voices so there's, there's lots of you know stories from that yeah but like you're saying you don't have to have that experience to be able to um become more aware it's just to start trying to pay attention, maybe put down your phone, uh, turn off the radio. <laughs> no, don't do turn off the radio yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, not, not while we're right on. Not right now. <laughs> yeah, not during the podcast. Uh, but it is, um, it's hard to exist, especially right now, being so aware and being in the 3D world and uh, continuing to play those parts, play those roles. Um, I The last show, Zombie came up a few times. I don't know. I heard Nancy say zombies. And uh, when I came into the store, Olivia had said something about zombies. And I'm like, yeah, that's what is like really happening, especially right now. People are like, okay, masked up, uh, step on your next X in line, uh, keep away from each other, head down, not uh, looking at each other, not paying attention. They're just, you know, shut off in their role, in their zone. And it is as if people are more like zombies. And 
It's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like spoon-fed state. It'll just be told where to go, what to do, and even appear that way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it actually expanding. So, it, and there's a reason all of this happening from right now, from the the virus drama that I just call it jokingly, um, to different stuff. Um, because we do have access to more of our reality now. Those that don't want, and I'll just term it that way, that don't want you to perceive more or to be empowered or to get rid of them. Well, they're trying to limit you. And that's things from electronics to your thoughts to the virus to again, TV, movies, all of that. Um, but don't let that limit you because it sure hasn't slowed me down. And again, I'm nothing special. We're all special. So an example is in the last couple of weeks now, and it happened last night is why I'm kind of going to bring it up now. Um, and we talked about it a little bit in the last show, but you know, this is a new show. I'm seeing, um, I'll just, I, they look like little tears or pieces of light in the 3D reality now to where then I can like think kind of theoretically grab hold of them and look through them. But I don't know, maybe movies they've called a, a tear in the space time continuum. So when I'm doing my um, etheric work, say focusing my, my third eye or heart chakra on communicating with somebody who's not incarnate so that, you know, spirit guide, something like that are the terms I like to use. Well, when they start chiming back in, all of a sudden, the connection now, I'm actually seeing, you know, three, four, it varies, but a, a tear floating in the room, if you were to visually look at it, and, and now it's getting so bright that I'm like kind of tapping people on the shoulder saying, are you seeing that too? Um, because up until now, it was, you know, all on my levels of perception, um, just think out of frequency. But now it's actually appearing more in the 3D. So again, we're having more interaction. So be open to that stuff. Um, and then take the time to go, Hug that tree. Who cares if you look crazy for hugging a tree um, or grounding or earthing yourself? Get your bare feet out there. Get that electron exchange. Uh, and then you're going to perceive more of your reality as well. You're going to have those aha moments or epiphanies. And yes, maybe even little pieces of light floating around in the room um, that aren't on the peripheral vision. Because there's a whole percentage of rods and cones in your eyes. And just think um, on the cell state where they're different in the front of your eye and to the sides of your eyes. So often if you're picking up on some of the metaphysical frequencies, we'll call them, you'll see it on your peripheral vision, just out of sight. So when you turn your head, you it's gone. Well, because it's still in that aspect or ratio of your vision. What I'm getting at is that side peripheral vision where the rods and cones are a different percentages. So think a different prescription, a theory prescription in your eyes. Well, that's moving forward for many of us now. So you don't have to, you know, try and perceive your reality from the, without turning your hand, just looking from the corner of your eyes sort of deal. Well, that whole etheric vision is coming front now. Um, and that's the example I was talking about where I'm seeing the, again, little tears or sparks of light in 3D and, and interacting more with them. So it's a clearer signal is one way of putting it. Uh, but I'd like to remind people, um, we don't all see the same thing. I think people come in here and want to see exactly what Derek is seeing or exactly what I am seeing or whoever else. Um, and it, no, we all perceive things differently. Um, I say see a lot, but it really is perceive. I see a lot through feeling. Um, but beauty is really in the eye of the beholder. So we, you know, people are colorblind. Some people see red as green or green as red. And um, if I, what I see is purple, is that really um, a different color to you? That, that I've always known that is purple, you know? So. Yeah, that's 
Great point. Yeah, everybody's perspective is different. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to say in there, Nancy? Yeah, I wanted to um, mention something else that is tending to happen, I think, because it's happening to me. Um, I have a, a a grocery cart that's out in the. I have a, a you know a six foot fence, and on the entrance to the gate, there's a grocery cart. So the delivery people know to dump it, just put it over the fence, and it's going to fall into this grocery cart. It's been in the same place for decades. And I went out there last week, and it had been moved to the entire other side of the gate. And it's like, this is a drive-in gate. It's not just a a walking gate. And I'm like, I go out there, and I'm looking around. I see no break in the fence. There's Somebody came into my yard and moved this thing. So I asked Derek, I said, Derek, you know, does Sasquatch or other entities actually make changes in your physical reality to kind of get your attention? And, you know, most people would have probably said, what the hell did I do that for? And have, oh, I must not remember. Why did I, you know, no, I didn't, I knew I hadn't done it. So, um, because I, I'm open to seeing, you know, things that shouldn't be. But do you want to comment on that? Are you guys seeing that, you know, that that sort of thing where there's physical changes, you walk in the store and all of a sudden something is someplace else? Oh, that that happens all the time. And, yes, we, so even people that have, you know, say, I sat this down here, my keys. And we can all go back to those stories in our head. Well, I know I sat my keys here and they've been moved. Oh, yeah. This is, remember, just 10% is physical. And uh, so highly energy, um, it, it be it us or guides or, you know, however you want to perceive them. Yes, they can move things like that. And it happens. And I just right off the top of my head, I can't think it specifically now because I'm on kind of on the spot on this topic. But there's something here recently in Mystical Wares where, I mean, often people come in and tell us those stories where I had the crystal and all of a sudden it was now found, um, and I vaguely remember what now somebody told me a couple of days ago, because again, it's just, it's like a nonstop um, things happening in here and perspectives and stories. So it's kind of hard to hang on to the ride often, but somebody had mentioned to me, well, I had this Shungi and it was in my room and it was somewhere around their bed um, and they had it in a certain spot that couldn't be moved. And all of a sudden it was, and it was actually between the mattress uh, because they wanted it around, say, their lower back. And then it was moved. So it's not like, and they know they live alone. So nobody walked in and a burglar didn't come in just to steal a Shungite nugget from under the mattress. Um, but it appeared on their uh, nightstand, we'll call it, right next to their, their they called it their bedstand, but where their night is, their, um, their little clock radio. It all of a sudden showed up there. So things do get moved. Um, and then from that example, the person had basically finished their healing process it wasn't needed so apparently in this case someone connected them again i default to guides helped them relocate the shungate where it was more useful where their electronics were on their nightstand and sometimes this can be a crystal and it go the opposite by the way so i was just using that one example of shungate um and that story but it's been pick we have over 200 types of polished rocks and gems in here well any of those, they're all frequency devices, and sometimes they're good to be around for certain times or longer times, and your etheric friends will help you out. So maybe that new bracelet or ring or pendant you bought at store will end up gone for a time and come back because they know that you know maybe that's too much. And like an example is black tourmaline. That's a, a highly energetic 
stone or uh, it's, it's, everything's ultimately a mineral mineral that affects many people and they straight up get sometimes physical shocks from it. Well, that's not a bad thing. It's just a reaction to the energy. So maybe that person needed to even out energetically. It's not necessarily that tourmaline was bad. In fact, in a, a tie to that is I keep you know going sideways on this discussion. Um, even last night, Rose had mentioned when she first got the Shungi bracelet, she actually got a severe migraine headache that she doesn't get. And then she took it off and then later put it back on and it was gone. Well, she went through what would be or can be termed an energy detox. So she had a, a high amount of excess energies and electrons, energy on the 3D, around her head at that time. And then as the Shungite came into her personal environment, her aura, energy field, she evened out and the excess energies went away. So then there was that detox state where you're just, again, readjusting or evening out. Um, and that happens even during physical detoxes for, think, stomach, you're, you're eating or drinking, um, things like that. So, yeah, minerals will have that detox effect, too. Yeah, I like to tell people kind of like we're recalibrating. Like our body's just, like you said, evening out. When we started up with um, Shungite, we, we would see that and people would talk about it all the time. So we ended up calling it the Shungite Smackdown. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'd say, you're just detoxing. You, you know, it's an energy detox. So just sit back, relax, get away from it a little bit, you know. But the other thing about Shungite is that there is a sentience to it. And if you are having, you know, you think, well, gee, I think it might be that Shungite, just ask the Shungite to turn itself down to be, you know, compatible with what you need right now. And that will help you um, understand how you can you can actually communicate with Shungite. You oh, did, sure. You, you did say this is the woohoo show, right? Huh. Don't be shy. Yeah. Well, some people um, need to take a little break from their shungite because it might be too much. Um, or like you said, they're not sure. I guess they don't communicate with it or don't know how or that they should communicate with it. So to slow it down or to, you know, be a little bit more calmer. I, on the other hand, wanted to be get the shungite smacked down. Like, get it off me. <laughs> Hurry up. Let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, all about removing the excess as quick as possible. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, I definitely get that. And even if you've you know, uh, detoxed energetically with Shungite before, well, if you find, find yourself in a, a non-energetic, uh, energetically compatible environment, so what I'm getting at here is on some of these long trips I do up and down the West Coast, um, I get into environments or areas, often in the desert, where there's different, um, just different government things, this, that, and the other, that do have an effect, so I get, you know, energetically compromised sometimes so i'll have to detox and, and use shungite usually i have a bunch of shungite with me anyway hundreds of nuggets i'm kind of tossing out the window adding to that shungite grid we talked about earlier um so but no i mean so it's, it's like anything it's etheric hygiene always know that there's stuff whatever that stuff is on either physical or the etheric the invisible levels of our reality and know that you know Maybe there's excess or overage, and you don't have to know exactly what that is. So you don't have to think, well, wait, frequency, this, that one, or just the 5G ones, or what? No, just have the thought. I want, and this is just a suggestion. A thought, think, think things like, well, I want to remove. So an idea is while you're grounding, earthing, smudging, holding shungite, I prefer, or I would like to remove any energies that are excess or overage for me now, because. Those energies, and again, that encompasses a lot of things, 
change all the time and so do your thoughts and feelings or your environment so it's not like you want to say well that energy number one or this frequency blah 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 whatever that breaks down into a number well i wouldn't go so ocd saying remove that forever just say whatever's not and again don't go ocd on exactly what i'm saying so you can make comments like whatever's not in alignment with me whatever's best for me now more vague terms like that then you as a energy being or a conscious individual can choose the channels on your radio to perceive. And it's just a thought. Have that thought, know you can do it, and now you won't be forced in, a, in an odd FM radio analogy to listen to the, the radio stations you don't want to hear. So I wouldn't be forced to listen to whatever. I can turn it back to my country music I want. So it's, it's a conscious choice. And once you realize that, you can do that yourself. Um, and then you won't even be affected in the highly, sometimes toxic environments like grocery stores or other things like that where there's heavy energies many of us tend to pick up on you can decide in your own head do your manifesting abilities walk in there no more heavy energies you're choosing not to perceive that aspect of reality or make your etheric bubble so strong that it just doesn't stick to you um, and that's that whole love blanket or buckyball blanket nancy was talking about i'd i'd nancy throw that whole Love buckyball blanket, I think you turned it that way, around the whole darn grocery store before you got there so that you're hooking up all the entities, all the humans running around in there. And by the way, when you do something like that, remember, all of us have these individuals around us, our friends. And again, I call them spirit guides. You can call them angels, guardians, past loved ones, whatever. But they're around us and they see the imagination levels and the energy levels that we often don't. So... If, Nancy, you go to that grocery store and all of a sudden throw that buckyball love blanket over the store, all those little invisible guides that we all forget about because we don't see them, they're going to see that. They're going to feel that. They're going to perceive it and realize where it's coming from. And they're going to you know, help their little their pet humans, as I'll jokingly call us, in that environment, and we'll get a benefit from it. So, yeah, you'll be hooking up everybody in that um, grocery store in this case by doing something like that. And you can do it to your place of business. Due to your car while you're traveling, because we all know like attracts like in this universe. So why not consciously choose to be in a love environment of positivity? And again, it's not a big meditation, it's just a thought. And then go about your day. And then that's how you'll have an effect. So maybe there's a somebody driving on the road with a bad attitude, they'll tend to go towards somebody else rather than you. Well, you know, I I just put the, the whole grocery store in a full arena or a full arena over the grocery store. And that's but, all I do. But on my but on my way there. I um, every time I come to a stoplight or slow down, I think, oh, we must have an energy blockage here, and so I kind of like just spit out a fullerene into the intersection or wherever the problem is, and it's so much fun. Yeah, you have an effect when people will pass through that and actually feel it too at times. Okay, hold hold on, hold hold on a second. I think we're still on the air, but there was just a glitch on the system. So let me just... People in chat, are we still on the air? I'm getting a lot... I think she was asking in oh. chat. Can you guys hear yeah. me? Like it, yeah. Yeah, we've got you, Nancy. Kisses. Yeah, there's people chatting in still, so... Okay, well, we'll just assume we're still on. I've got my... Yes, you are live, Dolly saying. Okay, so um, yeah, okay, so it just glitched at that. Anyway, um, sorry about that. Let's just go on. No, that's okay. And actually, I'm refreshing now. I'm not sure we are live, just so you know, because on our player it's showing last line of Albion, 
I know, that's what made me stop and look. But that's the backup. And, um... Okay. Let me just... Okay, well, that's all right, because Dolly and everybody's mentioning how they hear is coming. They hear the fish tanker. Or that's yeah. rain. You're in a rainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's rain, yes. Okay. okay. We're, I think we're good. Let's go back to um, recalibrating. Um, we keep going to, like, etheric things. Like, let's not forget, like, what our bodies become dependent on like say coffee uh and then you try to quit coffee and you can't you're it feels like crap you get a headache um that's you know your body's trying to recalibrate so it doesn't always feel good it's not detoxing is not always a pleasant process it's the same of like weaning off medications it doesn't feel good so sometimes you just have to ride the wave <laughs> yeah yeah get through it push through, through it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so yeah i mean the detox can be physically, energetically, emotionally, and of course there's lots of types of detox. Um, but they can all affect you, but it's worth it on the end to get through it. Um, it's kind of like the, well, I don't want to say, you're, the, the craving of, of, and it can be whatever it is, a food, a drink, um, anything else, but it's usually your body not craving that substance. It's, it's actually the detoxifying effect. So you're actually purging yourself. Um, so that's, it, again, your perspective matters so kind of push through the energies. It's usually um, not that you need that chemical, but it's your body just adjusting back to not having it. If we're talking about uh, something you're drinking, it can be something you're smoking, eating, whatever. Um, it's your body actually detoxing because, you know, our bodies don't crave harmful chemicals or toxins, but there is a feeling there. And um, so often that feeling gets subdued. If we have that other drink or smoke or, or thought, it calms down. But what I'm getting at here is it's good sometimes to push through the cravings so you can even out on the other side and have it not like it's a forced thing. Um, so remove it from the, the habit frequency, I guess you can say. And to push through the, the distractions, because that happens a lot too when you're right in the middle of trying to talk about something, something comes in to try to stop you from speaking of whatever they don't want you speaking of. So No, that's that. perfect. Tying in the metaphysical perspective of it. You're <laughs> that absolutely happens right. all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and that can be just whatever, something – Theoretically, and there can, there's lots of of players in this reality, you know, guides, guardians. There's even ETs, galactics, call them whatever you want. But lots of individuals that us humans often don't perceive, but they definitely have um, an effect on us. So just knowing that, uh, and then doing what you can from those levels. So owning your energy and environment um, will help you out. And holding that information in your energy that you know it's an important thing that you need to. Let somebody else know about and distraction, distraction. It's like, okay, well, this is going to stop. I'm going to bring you back around to what we were just talking about because it was really important. So, yeah, yeah, helping each other out, reminding. I mean, them. that was all happening right now with all of them <laughs> uh, on the chat room <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I see a, a message in the chat room here about um, helping to rid of things like think panic attacks, stressful energies, things like that. You can, you can get rid of all those things because they're just feelings. So if you're having what, what is sometimes termed, uh, you know, stress, moment, panic attack, anxiety, things like that. Well, look at yourself and um, I'm kind of halfway kidding. Well, you're not going to see anything on you because it's not a, a that 10 percent physical dirt they got on you that's sitting in a panic attack. It's energy or frequency. So I would suggest having an effect on it from that level um, and those those panic or angst energies. And, you know, one of those ways we've talked about is that armoring process from the inside out so that you don't. Maybe imagine, do not imagine, maybe I'd suggest, um, a blanket or white light or something like that from the outside wrapping around you 
because that would be kind of encapsulating or um, you know holding those energies around your aura or energy field. So if you start using the visualizations of from the inside out, maybe your heart chakra, something expanding from there, um, well then it removes, it's already in you, a non-corrupt environment. I like to term it like your, your heart chakra is your firewall or virus scanner if you're techie minded. So it's been cleared of excess and overage and then you start from there. So just one way of doing it. Yeah, and when you're in that moment, uh, at least for me personally, I start asking, why Why am I feeling this way? What, what brought this on? And sometimes you can't even think of, like, what? nothing just happened. What is this that I'm feeling? Well, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's your environment, somebody else near you, or, you know, whatever you have playing. Or it's just because um, frequencies can be sent. It doesn't necessarily need to be heard, to be felt. Um, so what is it that you have on or what's near you that is creating this? Um, uncompatible environment. Yeah, that actually she brought up a good point because it can be not just individuals or say heavy energy environments or spots. It can even be the stuff on your clothes, your clothes, any or somebody else's. Everything's energy, everything's frequency, everything you eat and drink. So it's it behooves us as individuals to be more aware of our environment on all those levels, including the of course metaphysical one, the unseen. So. Yeah, just and make changes where you see it. And there's not a set fix or, as I keep terming it, recipe for everybody to follow to do these things. It's just to have the understanding and you'll fall in and, again, make your own recipe for helping yourself energetically. And that can be maybe sitting down, calming down, having a drink of water and tapping your foot. Who knows? Or maybe you're into using your visualizations if, if you're a visual person. So not everybody has what, what we call the ability to visualize. And I have friends that are that way. They just have a difficult time. So they're, they've come to me and say, well, you know, I feel maybe I'm limited because I don't have the visualization. I can't see like you do. I'm like, well, then don't forget that. That's just a percentage of it. Use your feelings and thoughts, things like that, your emotions. Um, you can draw a picture. It just go another avenue or aspect, whatever works best for you. There's not a set way you have to um, work with energies. And if you are in that moment and you are able to pinpoint uh, what is causing it, you just got the upper hand. Yeah, that's no, that's a good point. Yeah, and they're like also mm. some other woo woo thing about when you can name something has a name and you find that name and it gives you power or something to that. And, no, that, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like kind of getting. I'm sure Nancy, you might have a, a feedback on that that uh, way of looking at it there, but it is. It's tying in and actually. Um, Having an energy signature to something, then you've got that. But again, you—it's just a thought. It doesn't have to be um, a complete visualization. So don't worry about if you close your eyes and all of a sudden you don't see things happening. It doesn't matter. You may just see blackness and maybe little white swooshes. It doesn't matter. The frequency is still happening. You just need to remember that you're not going to stop energy that way. So just realize it is moving with your intentions and thoughts and feelings. Don't worry about seeing everything or maybe feeling everything maybe you are a feeler not a seer or maybe a little of each or whatever just perceive your greater reality on however you can and then you're going to have some moments where you go oh damn i can now do this and i can do that and wow i'm now feeling or seeing feelings or feeling this that, and the other so you can perceive in many ways um so just stay open to that is what i would suggest too was there any other go ahead and answer what my my feeling is is that when 
when we're ready, you know, there's that saying that when, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Well, in our case, in searching for our metaphysical perspective, we want to connect with our metaphysical self. So the information that we're after, we already have. It's just a matter of tuning into it, remembering, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But it, you need to be able to give yourself the um, experience of testing. So it's like you said in, in an interview with Dolly, you know, when you would learn something, you would uh, just sort of exercise it, test it, see if it's working, and not be uh, tied to the outcome because you're trying to develop muscle reflexing in your own being to be able to make this thing easy. No, that's a good point. Just start the movement. So, and I, I like to use the, the um, I guess, the description of if you've maybe been sitting around for for all day long at your desk or something, don't jump up and expect to sprint right away. Your legs are going to cramp on you. It's all energy. You know, slow rolling. Get up first. Stretch your legs. Maybe walk, jog, and then run, and then maybe sprint. Um, so, you know, again, slow roll it. You know, but don't limit yourself. But realize um, there are options and ways of looking at it. So um, don't think that, well, all of a sudden I became, so some people have, have come in and, or a, an individual saying, well, I've checked off all my woohoo boxes. I'm, I've become a vegetarian. I've been checking my thoughts, watching my feelings, doing the salt bath, but I'm still not Mr. and Mrs. Psychic. I'm like, well, that's not exactly how it works. Um, keep doing that because those are all great things. For you know, some better for others. Not everybody has to be vegetarian. I'm not saying that. Some people, you know, are meant to be meat eaters. Everybody's unique. So come at it from your own perspective. Um, but again, continue to stay open and wait for those aha moments or epiphanies, and they're gonna happen um, because you will start falling into more of your reality. Uh, so you're gonna get those feelings. Now it's up to you to listen to them. So don't expect, again, well, I've worked on my third eye. I've stopped drinking fluoride or using fluoride toothpaste or this, that, and the other. I should be super psychic. Well, no, that's it, there's going to be a percentage thing, uh, a detox state. Um, and also on the uh, think more metaphysical levels, maybe you chose to experience this time around in this reality not to have your, your third eye, one of your more heightened senses. Maybe you wanted to experience the physical reality from physical sensations first and then maybe the other. so we're all different um and if you realize or think of your chakras or energy centers as senses and that you can perceive your reality through them be it your gut instincts your feelings your imagination intuition call it whatever but that's where the the real fun comes is if you listen to those rather than walking around just smelling our reality or touching it or seeing it how limited is that and we don't come from that perspective but just imagine that sometime how limited perspective we have of this greater reality if we choose to explore it just with our five physical senses. Don't. Use your gut instincts, your intuition, like I was saying, your energy. Pay attention to those subtle goosebumps that came from nowhere or the whooshes or the tinnitus-like symptoms that are ringing in your ears. That is all input about your reality. I'd suggest you pay attention to it. And then you'll have, you again, you'll have a bigger perspective of your reality if you listen to those so it's kind of like having food and just touching it well don't you maybe want to experience it with your taste buds or smell or something like that i mean just expand into more of that um, and then you have a whole lot more fun down here from from my perspective people can start thinking or saying to themselves i want to be more of myself 
instead of I want to be more psychic. How about I want to be more of me? Uh, how can I get back to me? Um, what are all the things I get to play with? <laughs> and talking about the uh, five senses, well, imagine those senses. Imagine a smell. Can you bring back that smell without it actually being there? Uh, can you see something that isn't there and visualize it? And um, I noticed that well, some people, like I would see more in my mind's eye. Now I feel more like I'm able to see through all my eyes, all three eyes. So I don't know. No, that's I a great idea. That. Yeah, like think of like psychic muscles. So, you know, you got to use them. You got to stretch them. You got to put them to use, um, get that energy moving and they'll get stronger. Um, yeah, and that definitely happens just by thoughts and feelings. Again, it's not some set meditation that you have to have or download to do this. It's just starting the energies and then get up and, and keep them moving and, and get into it. I don't know if we saw any other of the any texts come through or anything like that in chat. I wasn't sure, Nancy, if maybe you saw something coming through um, or topics we want to touch on. Again, today, and just like the, the first show, it's kind of us just you know, getting our feet wet, let's say, you know, getting comfortable with the show and the format and whatnot. And we will be bringing on, again, future guests um, of be it 3D medical doctors or etheric ones or energy workers. So that we can all just have a again a, a larger insight into our perspectives or our reality from different perspectives um, and ways we can all interact. So, uh, and go ahead, Jeff. I got a question for you. It's way off track, but um, I I have to answer this question tonight on Cosmic Reality six to eight on EST uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, but what is your opinion of dragons? Um, oh, well, that's a, <laughs> that was a interesting question and wide open enough to where I can go just about anywhere. So I can fall in on that. And so actually, I thank you for that one. So they, I'll just speak from my perspective. They're more than a hundred percent real. Um, so they are a real entity, um, and they're on just another frequency, or a, another a channel, we'll call it. So yes, they exist here as well, but they're just not choosing for whatever reason to be physically manifest in our reality. But they're they're a real entity, just like um, anything else is. They're there, um, so they're they're energy beings. I'll say they're more on the well, often just like in movies, and there's no mistake there. They're depicted as a, a magical being or being able to have these abilities or powers that we're all talking about on these shows. That not just dragons have, but we do. Um, so yeah, no, they're an actual. It, I, I can go full woohoo and tell you, well, it's an etheric vehicle that an entity chose to get in for their experience in this reality. Some of us jump into little little pink human bodies. Some of us want to be birds, butterflies, dragons, and there's so many layers to this reality that yeah, some of us choose to be on the metaphysical or etheric ones, the ones out of 3d phase that doesn't make him any less real by the way it, as far as i'm concerned it makes him more real because we're the ones choosing to experience our reality from the most part of the 10 percent physical and scientists will tell you that's an illusion it is it's an actual an agreement of photons to be uh you hear me knocking on the table here probably well that's just and I won't, again i won't bore you too much with the physics but it's just an agreement so it's technically an illusion that we're all agreeing that, well, that seems like a table, so we're going to add energy to that, and then it gets stronger on the 3D level as a table or a chair or a car or whatever. But those beings choose to live in the more reality of the etheric ones. So, no, they're real. Nancy, they, they straight up can do what we call magic. 
Well, yeah, I absolutely know that they're real. And I wanted to tell a story because that's what I do. I tell stories to give other people examples of what can happen. And what can happen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very experienced uh, remote viewer. And yet to get to remote view um, the, uh, Antarctica is very difficult because they've got people trying to stop you on the other side to stop your remote viewing. And you're never really sure where you're going to end up. So I know that. But there was something I was particularly interested in at that time. So I asked, uh, let's say, the guides to um, show me what's in, without me actually engaging in, in a remote view. Now, when you engage in a remote view, you're not going someplace. You're really bringing that place in space and time to you and emerging yourself in it. At least that's the way that, that I perceive it. And so I said, instead of me doing that, I want you to essentially step inside, step in front of me and you look at it so that I can see through your eyes what in the heck is happening down there. So, um, and they do. They show me, oh, jeez, oh, you know, I saw all sorts of different th things in in the stuff they've got there. And then all of a sudden, I realized that I had completely, I was completely re emerged in a remote view. And it was a, um, it was a strange room. Now, underneath there, they have these huge, like, carved out caverns, huge. And they, so this room was like a room, but the roof was this cavern thing going up. It wasn't like a ceiling. It wasn't short. It was the cavern, which is, you know, probably, I would say, at least 20 feet up. And so the room, but the room had the wooden walls and stuff. It was really kind of like surreal. And I'm in this, and all of a sudden I realize that there is uh, this this desk, like it was like an office thing, but more importantly, there was a dragon there. And it was one of the ones that sort of like looked like the T-Rex. And the thing was uh, had, had, had like a cape on, and was pacing back and forth with his hands behind its back and pacing and mumbling. And he does the turn. He was on his third turnaround when he saw me. And he pointed at me and he said, You, they have to remember, they have to see the dragons. They have to see the dragons. And it was so, you know, startling that I, I, I suddenly was out of the remote. Um, but I, at the time that he said it, it was like, what does he mean? Who's they? They have to see the dragons. And I could go on for hours on this subject. But what, what I finally came to the realization was that he said he was telling us, they, meaning us, they, humanity, have to see the dragons. You have to be able to see the dragons to know the full uh, magnificent. So of our reality that that's kind of what my thing and, and and the reason that you know because you've got the 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 dragon crystals in the store and yes we're we're we're, we're not selling product we're introducing people to products that can help them that's what this is all about just informing you of different energy devices in all sorts of forms that Derek has made available to you, but you know there's other places you can go, and ninety percent of everything that he makes, he tells you how to make. So um, 
but he does have the most amazing dragon skulls, like a crystal skull, only it's a dragon skull. Um, I thought this whole conversation in that story uh, was um, it was great. It was entertaining, but funny too because I have a dragon crystal skull staring at me right now. <laughs> but um, wanted to also bring back that just us talking about it and bringing that energy we're adding more energy to that um becoming more part of our reality so there's already a lot of movies drawings arts with dragons and the more energy that's behind it it just makes it stronger so yeah, yeah the more we think about it i wasn't sure if you were going to chime in or not nancy but the more we think about um these other aspects energies the more they manifest that you know the, the more they come into our reality and we'll merge through and you start having those experiences. That's those synchronicity things. So if you think about it, um, like somebody mentioned the dragons or zombies or this, that, and then it can be anything. It can be a yellow flower. Um, focus on it. And all of a sudden, guess what you're going to start seeing? Um, it's going to appear more in your reality. It's like when you get a new car. Let's say you get a new um, whatever type of car, a, a VW, this, that, or the other. Well, guess what you're going to start seeing? More of them around there. So there'll just be more in your reality. And that, that can be the woohoo stuff, too. So just be open to it. I have to point out to people that if you're out there, do a YouTube search of dragon flying over New York City. It's happened a few years ago. But I'm telling you, this thing was like a dragon was filmed flying over New York City. It was one of the most astounding videos I've ever seen, and it did not look like it was doctored. It's not that they can't doctor everything, but that sounded very real to me. And um, one of the things that uh, the dragons have, have taught me is that dragons fly at night. So, you know, if you want to really engage with the dragons, do it in the dream time. Because when you're in the dream time, you're in a position that interfaces with with their reality and uh you know all you have to do is trust the process let yourself get imaginative and say gee i would like to ride a dragon and don't be surprised if the next thing you know you're on a very strange thing that feels like a horse if you've ever read a rode a horse and there is nothing quite comparable. I don't care. Derek's jumped out of airplanes. I've rode. I've been on dragons, and there's <laughs> nothing like flying with the dragons. Yeah, there's something to that whole night part too, because if, um, there's more moisture again, crystalline structures, water molecules in the environment at that time. So think uh, emerging of frequencies. So and it's not just a dragon thing. So at nighttime or at 3 a.m. in the morning, some people know about that time. So it's a heightened state um, with less photons or light particles that can be programmed. So less light, less distraction. I don't mean just distraction from light, but less of the parts that can be manipulated down here. Um, and they're doing that in lots of ways. So yeah, often at night we can perceive more or connect better um, just because it's more malleable or, or not, you know, dense in a good way. So more there to get a handhold on. Um, Yasmin just made a comment about watching a movie, um, Rain of Fire 2, a couple nights ago. And I actually had that come across uh, my Netflix, too. So dragons. So I guess dragons are just wanting to really want to make an appearance right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yes, we see you. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So dragons are an entity just like us. So and in that movie, I think a lot of them tended to be portrayed as negative and things like that. 
Well, it's like even anything else. So we can even talk about Sasquatch people to humans, of course, to dragons. There's good, bad, and indifferent ones. They're, there's the whole, they have options too. Their personalities, their entities. So it would be more beneficial for us to not, and not that we are here, but some groups and individuals do think negative aspects or that or apply and often because of programming, movies or what we've read or been told. But no, they're an entity. They're a being. And depending on how we interact with them or how we feel, that's how your interaction is going to be. And yeah, some of them are, you know, can be looked at from the good perspective. Um, depending on your perspective, you might not like it because in that movie, I think they were eating crops or something. So that's a bad perspective. It doesn't mean they were a bad entity. So I'm basically just saying, and, and from my perspective, just for what it's worth, positive entities, loving ones, um, and humans tend to go towards that too. But yeah, can't we all fall into like bad attitudes, bad moods, and maybe not respond the, the way we would prefer? Same way with a drag and a Sasquatch, whatever. We're all individuals. Um, so it's, again, a good idea not to blanket statement and not that we are but any entity or group like that. So, um, yeah, just a little insight. And I wanted to say, if you're going to go out for a ride on a dragon or whatever you decide to ride on, um, come back. Uh, careful with that disconnect. Some people get too out there and um, become disconnected from their body, and then the body starts to deteriorate, and all these other issues happen because of being too far out there. So keep that balance. Come back. Yep. Keep your roadmap home. Yep, always thinking that. that's just a thought, uh, a feeling, you know, just say, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm coming back home. And then, you know, your guides will get involved, depending on your perception of reality. Lots of stuff will happen, but no, it's a good idea. Yeah. Always, always choose and decide your environment and where you want to be. And remember, your thoughts and feelings are the 90%, your physical body's 10. So you sure don't need your physical body on the back of a physical dragon. Take your 90%, put it on him, you're going to have a whole hell of a lot more fun. Well, you, you don't. You, you can you can program. You know, a general statement that you freeze in time. That you know, from now on, everything is going to be okay with that. And that is, you know, I'll always find my way home. Yeah, I think a lot of people, though, especially right now, if you look at all the craziness going on in the world, it's like they're trying to find a way to escape, and so they get comfortable in their dreams or comfortable somewhere else and then they just don't want to be here so that's not harmonious to anyone <laughs> so no i mean we're here at percentage so you gotta you gotta play the game we find ourselves in this reality and then the physical level of it yeah you have to do take care of your physical aspect of yourself your body so yeah that means you sometimes got to get out of your head eat drink sleep do the stuff to maintain your vehicle um, but just realize that it's all um, it all matters the invisible and the visible. I don't know if there were any more questions that came through because I would have done the last 10 minutes or so. Um, so we can, did you have any topics or subjects you wanted to back up on Nancy at all and or Jalissa that maybe we went too quick on? Um, again, we'll, we'll, we'll start looking at guests. So while I'm, I'm going to scroll through chat here in a moment, look, but we will start looking at different guests um, that we've had on other shows, Nancy, in the past. And again, to bring in that, metaphysical perspective even if it is a, a 3d healing modality um that way we can talk about it and get into the the etheric levels of it um and that's not just doctors but think um you know therapists um just people individuals 
and we'll just compare the realities and, and the ways of perceiving it. So, and we're open to suggestions too by anybody. If you want to message us, and I, I guess the best way would be contact at mysticalwares.net for an email address for suggestions um, on, you know, maybe host or topics or things you want to talk talk about. Um, well, I wanted to go back. Infinite brought up the 5G towers and all that. Um, and putting Shungite around, which I think is great. So you had said that we're all players in our reality and there's multiple players, especially when you become so aware of all the other players that aren't in this physical reality. But, um, well, here we are um, bringing in more players just talking about this. And mm -hmm. Yeah, and we all share the reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we all should remember we all have a everybody can affect somebody else's. Uh, think kind of, you know, greater environments that so we call it reality environments on whichever level. So it's the one, you know, pushing the most energies. So if you're walking with a really bad mood, well, yes, you're going to tend to push others around you into a bad mood or angst or things like that. Or again, inverse, be happy, loving and push it, emanate it. And guess what? Those around you can't help but feel better, feel less stress, anxiety. Um, just be aware of those things. Um, again, perceive your reality and then affect it and make conscious choices and then you're going to have a whole lot of fun in this reality um once you do something like that and the deeper you go there's more players so mm -hmm. <laughs> people keep wanting to more 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 well you will get more so come back too and mm -hmm. <laughs> find that balance yeah no that's a good point um yeah so uh and then the only other thing that I thought about off topic or kind of on topic here is, um, okay, uh, so physical because of our reality, it all ties together. The etheric thoughts, feelings matter, food, drink. So again, we find ourselves in a vehicle. So I'm kind of just like merging the two because we're in this vehicle. Um, a suggestion is, you know, be aware of the, the gas, the oil in this analogy of your, your body being a vehicle. Try and do it as good as fuel and parts and pieces as you can. So, um, and that means what you eat, drink, and that doesn't mean you have to go 100% organic or or stop doing this, that, and the other, but no, you can affect it on that 90% energy level. So yes, love your water. Love your, I don't care if the only thing in front of you and you're out wherever, it's just a can of soda pop. Um, well then, love that. Homeopathy, affect it, structure it, and then drink it. And then what's in alignment with you, you'll keep the the water portion of it. And then you'll just release the rest of it. So you can always have an effect regardless of how limited you think initially you might find yourself. And that can be with a plate of food in front of you or flying around on dragons in dream state. Don't limit yourself. Widen your imagination. Uh, and then you have a lot more options that way, which ties into what Jalissa was saying. When you do that, though, be aware you're not the only player on, let's call it a game board now, the only player on the game board. So be aware of what you're doing. And if that means you had the understanding to choose to only affect your environment, well, you can do that. Make your own um, like sandbox if you're techie minded, your own space where you're not affecting others. But you need to be aware of that um, if you are, you know, getting out there and pushing a lot of energy that others will feel it. And remember your team because you're not alone. Yeah, so yeah. They, call have, your friends. they have their players. So do you. Um, but I just keep this dragon. This dragon's looking at me, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to move that or something now. Yeah, that's thank funny. you for coming in. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she's happy. We have a, one of those crystal dragon skulls, kind of a purple one actually, a little amethyst looking one that uh, somehow I kind of plucked from the stack of the crystal skulls that we brought in from for our office here. Um, 
So that's one of my pieces. But yeah. So was there anything uh, that we touched on, Nancy? We got what a few minutes here that maybe think we should bring back around, um, or anything that we we missed, maybe. And I'm gonna scroll through the notes. Well, I I would like you to just um, tell people about the websites again. Just remind them, and you know the other where they can find more of your shows and the podcasts and that sort of thing. No, that's always a good idea, of course, because we'll always get new listeners, and of course these shows are um, uploaded or archived online, which will tie into what you were just asking. So the shows can be found on the Metaphysical Perspectives, so that's plural, YouTube channel, and that's where this show will be up probably later today or tomorrow, and we'll add other pre-recorded shows and and different things up there. But also we can be found on um, Facebook and and the Mystical Wares group or Shungite Reality group. So uh, us as individuals are in lots of groups and places where um, you can hear and then different podcasts. So we'll be sharing those as well from the Cosmic Reality podcast, Shungite Reality, again, the Metaphysical Perspectives one um, on different channels. So it's not just a YouTube thing. We'll be on the different um, audios like uh, Deezer. Um, uh, there's, uh, there's other ones. So lots of places. So uh, we can be found, basically. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you sharing links to us as well with you know like-minded individuals or those wanting to explore more of their reality. Because the more of us that have these thoughts, get in these feelings, emotions, um, talk together, well, then the more access we have as a whole, as a group. Kind of think tuning or holding the frequency, it'll get stronger. And so I like to think of it when we armor ourselves, kind of a, a soccer ball of love, the more of us around there in that frequency or environment of love, well, then the greater that station comes in for us all. So it's just one way we can all have an effect. So oh, um, did you want to tell them you have a class coming up on Thursday? So for anybody local that might be listening. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> and, and then well, even for those that aren't local, we are going to try and audio record the audio of this class, too. It's coming up. This you got Thursday. 10 seconds. Yep. Enhancing your intuition with Derek. So we'll record that audio and get it up later. Uh, I appreciate you all being here. Thank you for being here. Um, class is at 5 o'clock. <laughs> 5 to 6. Seven. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Nancy. You have been listening to Metaphysical Perspectives, brought to you by mysticalwares.net and produced by CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.